Welcome to Columbia Food Chat. I'm your host, Brian Cole. Thank you so much for joining me today and coming on this culinary adventure of Columbia, South Carolina with me. On today's episode, we have an amazing guest lined up for you. We have Chef Cody Ross of Hampton Street Vineyard joining us, and we're going to talk to him and find out a little bit about who he is, what he does, and even a few of his favorite places to eat around town. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Chef Cody Ross. I'm here with Chef Cody Ross. Chef, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing real good. Doing real well. Good. Well, for my listeners, why don't you go ahead and just tell us real briefly about a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Yeah, so uh, I'm the chef over at Hampton Street Vineyard. Uh, downtown Columbia. Um, been cooking professionally for about six and a half, seven years. Um, worked here in Columbia, New Orleans, New York, where I also went to culinary school in New York. Um, before then, I was uh, in the military. I was an engineer in the military. Uh, spent a lot of time in Fort Bragg. And, but I grew up in lower Alabama, Mobile area. Okay, well, great. And and Chef, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, when is it that you realized that you wanted to be a chef? Yeah, so I was about 25 years old. Um, I didn't do a lot of cooking growing up. Um, it's just not the household that I, I grew up in. Um, mostly my grandmother cooked, my mom cooked, my sister got to learn how to cook, but I didn't really get the opportunity to learn. Um, so I was in my apartment and I've you know, typical bachelor life in the army. I was ordering pizza a lot and a lot of takeout. And I was like, man, I really gotta, I gotta change this up. So I ended up starting cooking on my own. Um, just looking up recipes here and there that last year I was in the military and one night turned into two, two turned into three. And then I was like, Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> I might actually really, really enjoy this. Um, so it was time to get out or stay in. And I decided to get out and, pursue cooking professionally so I got out of the military went back home changed into a nice uh you know pants and a button down and a tie and I walked down to a local restaurant and see if they had any openings for kitchen staff so very cool so is there <laughs> is the, uh so basically you know you started cooking just by necessity of having to do it or just eat pizza every single night which yeah, really pretty cool. much. You know, it's it's no fun when the pizza guy like knows you so well. He just walks into your house. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So is there a particular moment that you said, you know, hey, I'm I'm pretty, pretty good at this. Maybe I should go to school. Yeah. So um, like I said before, I was in the uh, military. So I had I got the opportunity to uh, get a GI Bill. Uh, which means that the military paid for me to go to school. So I knew I had that money set aside to do whatever I wanted to professionally use that money to either continue with uh, education or go to a technical school or whatever. So I decided to professionally cook in kitchens for about two, two and a half years um, just to make sure this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I was using that money um, for the best opportunity. Um, so yeah, it was about two and a half years in, um, here in Columbia 
I was working for Primal Gourmet, uh, Greg Martin over at Primal. And um, he had promoted me into more of like a leadership role. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is what I like. This is, I, I really enjoy this. And uh, the next step is just go to culinary school. So I, uh, I went on a couple trips, had money saved up and I visited Chicago visited uh, New York City and I went up to uh, CIA in uh, upstate North Carolina to visit the campuses and I decided to on International Culinary Center uh, which is in the heart of Manhattan um, so yeah okay so you mentioned you know you're you've you've been traveling all over the country New York Chicago I heard Louisiana you know is now obviously you work at Hampton Street Vineyard which is an upscale french restaurant but would you yeah. say that one particular area's cuisine um, has most influenced your cooking style well the, the culinary school i went to is a french culinary institute um so it everything that we cook here at Hampton Street Vineyard um i learned those, those basics at at school um but you know, I worked at places like Terra here, uh, here in Columbia, and Mike Davis. Um, he draws a lot of influence, I feel like, from French cuisine. Um, he also worked in New Orleans, and obviously, Creole Cajun uh, cuisine is a direct descendant of French uh, French French cuisine. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just I've, I've been awarded a lot of opportunities to work for people and go to school. And then have this opportunity of taking over as the executive chef for a French restaurant. So it feels like all the, uh, you know, everything has led up to this moment. So, okay. Well, so oftentimes when I think of an executive chef, I just picture somebody in the kitchen just making um, an incredible meal at dinner time and, and then somebody bringing it out to me. But there's a little bit more to it than that. Obviously, you're in charge of creating an entire menu. You know, can you walk us through the process of, you know, what's it like to, to sit down and, and come up with a new dish and what's that process look like? Yeah, so um, the biggest thing and one of the things that, you know, working for a lot of people that kind of they've instilled in with, into me was uh, working with local and the freshest ingredients possible. So whenever I'm like, okay, we, you know, we're uh, close for maintenance this week and I'm finishing up our summer menu. So when we come back, we have a whole new summer menu. It's taking whatever is going to be the freshest in that season and developing and, and trying to choose where they belong with the right proteins um, and what's just going to taste good. It also has a lot to do with where you're located. I think, um, you know, stuff we, we're, we are here in the South and we love Southern food. So you kind of have to sneak a little bit of that, you know, that's those flavors into there. And uh, so, yeah, I mean that the process I would say is, you know, finding something that you want to do that you're like, okay, this interests me because you don't want to cook anything that's boring to you. You want to have fun while you're at work too. You want to do fun, cool things. Um, but then um, looking at those local farms, those local uh, vegetables and fruits and being like, okay, where does this belong? I want this on the menu. How do I make, how do I get that, that one thing onto the menu? So, so, how many times do you have to kind of re-envision a dish before it goes from concept to on the menu? Uh, uh, <laughs> a couple of times, sometimes a, a lot of times. And sometimes, you know, you come up with this idea and you're like, oh, in your head, it's just perfect. It's just like, you know it, you know, these things go there and it just doesn't work. 
and it, you know, I've had that already here at, you know, Hampton Street where I had this idea for this appetizer and we all tasted it before we put it on the menu. And we ran them at a couple of events that I went to um, when I went to Charles Food and Wine. We ran it and everybody loved it. And then we put it on our menu and nobody bought it. <laughs> and it's like one of those things like, okay, well, something's wrong here. Maybe it just doesn't fit with that menu and it, t- it can taste great, but it doesn't fit and the people don't want it. Then you're going to have to, you just got to swallow that and uh, come up with something else. And it's, it's, it's a never ending process. So. Yeah. Yeah. So really you mentioned you're from Alabama. Yeah. How long have you been living in the Columbia area? Uh, on and off for like the last five and a half years. Um, like I said, I went to, I worked here and then I went to New York um, for about nine months. And then I came back and uh, helped open the uh, West Columbia from uh, Gourmet when it existed. And then I worked for Mike Davis for a year and working for him kind of changed the route of where I wanted, where I saw myself going. I was like, okay, fine dining is really where I'm enjoying this. Um, and just working with him and hearing his stories about New Orleans, um, his time in New Orleans, uh, I was just like, okay, I grew up two hours straight from New Orleans and I never have experienced New Orleans like this man has. <laughs> and I want to, I want to experience that. So I took a little break from working at Terra, went down there for another, I think it might've been about nine more months. Um, and then I came back up this way. I have a lot of family in this area. So. Okay. So really in the last, you know, 10 years ago or so, you know, Columbia was not really much of a food food town, I would say, but really in the last 10 years, it's come a long, long way. What do you, why do you suppose that is? What's, what's, what's been responsible for the exploding food scene here in Columbia? Oh, I think, you know, I think it's just people are coming up with restaurant ideas for one um, that people want to eat. I think for a while there, I, you know, that 10 years and back, Columbia kind of got known to be like a, uh, the corporate restaurant scene, you know, it's the oh, red yeah. lobster that's the, the apple, you know, it's just the corporate kind of feel. And I think this generation, and I think even the generation before now is they would rather go out to eat that one for one really good meal and not eat out two to three times a week. They rather spend their money on something that tastes new and fresh and and great uh, other than just being all right this is good <laughs> this is all right um so i think that has a lot to uh, you know i think a lot of it's you know tv um food you know food network and food reality shows have kind of like put these uh you know made the chef and the, the line cook kind of a rock star um yeah mentality where it's like okay like this isn't this job field or this you know this career path that's like you didn't have anything else to do. So you worked in kitchens. It's like, no, it's just kind of like, it's artistic in a way. It's, you know, it's, these people are coming up with great ideas. They're really kind of taking uh, a piece of uh, a vegetable or a piece of meat and making it into this, um, this memories, these memories and stuff. So. Yeah. I, I was joking around on my food tour that, that, chefs are kind of like my celebrities and you know because i like to eat and so obviously like the people that make these incredible dishes are like you know 
like people that I really look up to and envy because like, man, I wish I could do that. And they, how do they make such an amazing, you know, thing out of, you know, just regular ingredients. And, 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 and I've always really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love doing that too. I, I love going to, I love when I have time off to go around and seeing where, you know, some of my old coworkers and some of my old friends that are now head chefs, um, or sous chefs, you know, they're in those leadership roles where they're actually getting dishes on them on the menu. It's it's awesome to see how much they grow and how much they are developing. And it's it gives it, you know, as much as things have changed in the last 10 years, I think in the next five years, Colombia is even gonna grow more, if not twice as much, because you know, people like, you know, working for Mike, he inspired so many people that have worked for him. Um, you know, a lot of people around town that are head chefs and sous chefs like that, they worked for him at some point. And um, he kind of just instilled really good values into us. So I think, you know, people like him um, really helped change this town. So, Okay. Now, we, we mentioned the, the exploding food scene here in Colombia, um, but obviously there's always room for improvement. What would you like to see you know, as far as the, where the direction of the food scene go in the next couple of years? Oh, um, I would like to see Colombia being like a hub where people come to Colombia to eat instead of like just people in Colombia eating in Colombia. You know, I go out of town to go to like Asheville or Charlotte or Charleston um, to eat out, just to eat just a meal and come back and I, that's where I would like to see it I'd like to start seeing a little bit more um not national necessarily national but like state recognition uh recognize uh, words recognition um where it's like yeah some of the best restaurants are here in Colombia um so yeah okay yeah, I'd love to see that as well. You know, as somebody who like obviously likes to eat and also you know owns a food tour, I mean that would be amazing. So if somebody's listening to this podcast and they say, you know, maybe I'd like to get into you know get into the the food service industry, I've been thinking about becoming a chef. You know, what advice would you give to them? Do it. Just go in, and it's gonna suck at first, but every anything that you do. And it's hard at first. Um, is worth it? Is worth it? Um, you know, you're gonna have to start from the bottom, but it doesn't take long to kind of work your way up. It just takes a lot of hard work. Um, but yeah, go knock on your go go down the street, knock on your favorite restaurant's door, and ask for the chef, and be like, "Hey, look, this is what I want to do," and just do it. <laughs> Don't talk this, about it. Do it. <laughs> this would be a good time for that too, because everyone's hiring. So yeah, <laughs> <sure>. absolutely. <laughs> now, would you recommend, you know, like learning through just hands-on or would you recommend, you know, finding a culinary Institute? Oh yeah. So <clears throat> I think I'm one of those few people that actually went to culinary school that are like, doesn't always recommend going to culinary school. It's, it's very expensive. Um, but, and you can go to a restaurant and learn everything you need to know. Um, especially if you're moving around every couple years, um, you're taking that time to learn what that chef has to teach you and moving on to the next, uh, restaurant uh, or techniques, you know, learning techniques from the next person. 
So I recommend if you have the opportunity and you can afford to go to culinary school, then go for it. If you're 18 years old and you're like, hey, I want to become a chef, then yeah, take that time to have that college experience too, that little life experience that you can have for a couple of years and go and do it. Um, but I don't think that anybody that has gone to a culinary school is automatically a better chef or has something that somebody that decided to work for four years in a restaurant and not go to culinary school. I think you okay. can be just as good, if not better. Well, let's throw out a hypothetical question here for you. You're going out to dinner tonight and you can't go to Hampton Street Vineyard. All right. And, and you can't leave the city. So where are you going and what dish are you eating? Oh, good one. Um, I think what I would be doing is at first, I think it'd be two places. I think I'd go and get a cocktail somewhere else. Um, so I think I'd start, I'd go to Lulu Drake, um, have a glass of wine or two. Um, maybe their Cascio Pepe. I think it's phenomenal. It's like little pillows of cheese. Um, great dish. Um, and then I'm probably going to Tara. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a uh, shrimp remoulade for an appetizer. And then I'm probably going to do whatever his uh, seafood option is, his fish option. I think that's that was always my favorite stuff to learn um, to cook. Um, and I think it's just uh, some of it's a little off the wall. And I like that. Um, and it's always so fresh, this freshest vegetables. So I yeah. think that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I always enjoy Tara whenever I get a chance to go over there. The chef, yeah. you know, what. Um, um, just lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, oh, Chef, tell us a little bit about what's coming up at Hampton Street Vineyard. Oh, yeah. So a lot of cool and new stuff is coming up, actually. Um, so next week we go and we start our summer menu. So we are pretty much doing a whole overhaul of our menu. Um, we're leaving a lot of our proteins and um, some of like our like our, our more popular stuff. We're kind of changing the, the, the sets, though. Like we'll still have our Parisian Oki, which is super popular. Uh, we're just changing the set, um, changing some of the, uh, the, the flavors to it, um, just to kind of fit with summer a little bit better. Uh, redoing an escargot, and then we are bringing a lot more seafood options. So we'll have an entree scallop dish. Uh, we're bringing in some pan-seared flounder, uh, but we'll still have some our, you know, we'll still always still have duck breast on there. Um, we're doing our seasonal chicken, so we usually always do a rendition of coco Vaughn. Um, for the summer, we're deciding um, to do a cocoa rosé. Um, so we're going to be cooking it with rosé wine with a lot more summer and sweet summer vegetables in there um, to kind of fit with that profile. But uh, yeah, uh, that's for a summer menu. And then we're starting a new like cocktail hour kind of thing. It's called a Lapero hour. Um, it's a French, it's kind of like a French uh, cocktail hour. It's uh, between four and six every day. Um, it'll be low alcohol mixed uh, cocktails, um, some wines like rosés, uh, and then we'll have small bites to eat like marinated olives, our cheese boards or charcuterie boards, um, little croque monsieur bites, um, spiced nuts, stuff like that. Stuff that you can snack on before you're going to go do something else. If you're going to go somewhere else to eat, that's fine. If you want to stick around and eat our new summer menu, that's awesome too. But this is the place, being in the heart of Main Street, we were like, let's 
try to give something to this this crowd of people that they might be interested in so they can come down right after they're done with work have a drink have a little snack and continue on with their night if they want to or they can come here and continue to eat our regular dinner menu and for those of you who have may, maybe haven't been to Hampton Street Vineyard, they call themselves an American brasserie. And can you give me a quick definition of what that means? Yeah, so a brasserie is a place that does lunch and dinner, um, mostly. Um, they're usually a wine-forward restaurant, which we obviously are. Um, we, uh, we have a large wine collection, <laughs> about forty-two dollars to $45,000 worth of wine in our house right now. Um, so... Uh, and we just do, we do lunch and we do dinner and on the weekends we do brunch. Um, but yeah, that's brasserie for the most part, local ingredients. Local ingredients, classic French cuisine. Yeah. I love it. Well, chef, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. And uh, we look forward to coming out and trying uh, Hampton street vineyard. Once the new menu comes on and thank you again so, again so much for being on the show. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. For those of you who have not had a chance to go out and have the brunch at Hampton Street Vineyard, I'd highly recommend that you do so. Hampton Street Vineyard has one of the absolute best brunches in Columbia, in my opinion. And if you have not sampled their French toast, it is amazing. You owe it to yourself to go out and have some of that French toast because for those of you who know me, you know, you know, I absolutely am in love with their French toast. It is such an amazing dish. It's not just your normal French toast. I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't had it, but trust me on this. Get the French toast. A couple of quick things before we end the episode. Just remember that our next Columbia's Chef Table Dinner Series is coming up here on July the 22nd. And while there are still some tickets available... Uh, if you're interested in going, you'll want to get those soon because we are very close to getting sold out at this point. You can go to ColumbiaChefTable.com to see the menu as well as purchase tickets. And I'd also like to thank each of you who came out to Columbia's Shrimp and Grits Festival a couple weekends ago. We had such an amazing time. We got to sample a bunch of different varieties of shrimp and grits and and got to just hang out and enjoy an evening together. And it was so much fun. Um, and I hope to see you all there next year. If you didn't get a chance to come out this year, make plans um, to do so next year. And I, again, would encourage you to get those tickets early. They go on sale usually around March 1st. We sold out this year weeks in advance. And I had people calling my phone 24 hours a day for several weeks leading up to the event. So make sure that you get your tickets early for the 2023 Shrimp and Grits Fest. As always, I would love to see any of you uh, come on a food tour with me if you're interested in doing that. You can check out my website at ColumbiaFoodTours.com and we'll get you all set to come join me on an actual physical culinary adventure of Columbia, South Carolina. Again, thank you so much to our guest Cody Ross of Hampton Street Vineyard and thank you to you for listening. And join us next time on Columbia Food Chat.